Whoa, we're back. We are back. We've had quite a long hiatus from 645 Pod. When did the last season get released? Long time ago. Everything ago. gets swallowed in Corona time. We went back to church when the yeah. last season got released. So, yeah. oh, we're back with the 645 Pod. Yeah. Pod to help you and people like you grow to know Jesus better. Yeah. We're a little bit rusty. We'll see. We'll see how we go. It's, it's fun being back. Just like. Riding a horse. Oh, have you ever ridden a horse? I have, actually. Oh, I haven't. It always comes back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can trust Anton at that point, apparently. <laughs> we... Which is his name, Anton, and I'm oh, Simon. Oh, I was going to say horse. No, no yeah. hi, horse. Hello. Good to see you. Yes, I'm Anton. I am pastor for 645 Congregation at Christchurch St. Ives. What do you do, Simon? I am an MTSer, so I do many things. But yeah, because you're my trainer, I do... A lot of 645 things as well. That's correct. But this is our last season together. Yeah. Because you're about to finish up your apprenticeship. I am. At the end of the year. The apprentice has become the master. Well, don't go too far. <laughs> but. Uh, but for this final season, uh, be a little bit of a short season, but yeah. hopefully a good one. Yeah. What are we looking at, Simon? We're looking at some difficult doctrines. So we're thinking about different doctrines that... Uh, people have been thinking about that people have lots of questions about and some of the ones that are really common that people go yeah but what about this and have lots of questions yeah and so we'll be doing things like what's the trinity about mm. what how did the books of the bible come to get in the bible and should they be there how about how can jesus be god and man that's a very good question yeah but today we're kicking off season three with Predestination. Not a controversial one at all. I feel like the ultimate difficult doctrine. This is the yes. one that everyone knows the word to say, yep. what about predestination? Yep. And have lots of questions about. Yes. And no one seems to like predestination, but hopefully by the end of this episode, you will love predestination. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Let's let's talk about it. Okay, so episode one, predestination on our difficult doctrine series. Simon, why do people have such an issue with the doctrine of predestination? Should we start with what it is? Yeah, let's start with what it is. Okay. And then and then we'll know why we've got problems okay. once we know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctrine basically is we'll get more into it in a little bit, is that God predestines us mm. to salvation. Yeah. So if we are God's people, God has predestined us to receive that salvation. Yeah. But also, on the other hand, God calls us to accept it for ourselves mm. and to make the decision ourselves. And so we have a responsibility to accept God's offer of grace, all under his sovereignty of him choosing us to accept it. Yeah. What can be so hard about that? Yeah, I think that's the thing is people, it, you kind of have to hold two almost opposing sounding things in your head mm -hmm. at once. The idea that we have free will to choose a God, but also that God is in control of all things and chooses us. They're kind of two things that kind of clash in our heads and we go, what? How, how can it be both? <laughs> Did you get Simon's knuckle sound, by the way? That sounded yeah, really was, painful. I, can I, you do it close to the mic? Think. Ow, how, how is that not sore? I don't know. Maybe I'm just tougher than you. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's the clashing of the yeah, the two clashing of the ideas. Opposing truths. It's just there. as painful as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but people have a real issue because they 
either they can go, all right, everything's under God's sovereignty, and so what's the point of doing anything? Mm. Do my decisions have any real meaning? Do I actually have freedom to choose? And is it just unfair that God would choose mm. some and not others yeah. for salvation? Why doesn't God choose everyone if he's the one yeah. doing the choosing? I think that's the most common one that I hear is why doesn't God just pick everyone if God's the one who picks yeah. people? Yeah, yeah. How is how is that fair? I yes. think is people's yes. fundamental question with predestination. Mm-hmm. How is it fair? Yes. And then others go on the other side too much and go, well, God might just kind of set it all up, but then he, he then leaves it totally up to us mm. to work out how we, whether we respond to him. And that puts all the pressure on us to, yeah. to get it right. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of mistakes we make in thinking about these things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can fix them all in one episode. Let's see. Let's see. And I guess the approach that we must take when we think about difficult doctrines is we need to come back to God's word. We need to have God's word as the final authority and trust that for our understanding. Yeah. And so even if our reasoning is struggles to, to hold it all together or our reasoning wants to be the preeminent authority yeah. on what's true and we... You know, we want to go with what we feel. Like, I feel like this has got to be true, so yeah. therefore I think it's true. Whereas actually, no, we've got to look at what the Bible, how the Bible presents this topic and go, okay, that's truth because yeah. it's in, because what the Bible says. Yeah. And then work things out from there and let our thinking yeah. adjust according to what the yeah. Bible says. I mean, if God is in control of all things and predestines all things, we should probably trust his word on how this, this, <laughs> how this works. <laughs> all righty. So let's, so there's two sides, obviously, two truths to this. Mm. There's God's sovereignty and there's our responsibility. Yeah. Let's take those one at a time. Yeah. Great. What do you know about God's sovereignty, Simon? That he is in charge of all things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess the basic fundamental thing is God's sovereignty means that he is in charge. He is in control. He's got the power um, to be in control of all things that happen. And nothing that happens is outside of his command or control Mm -hmm. so he knows what's going on he can stop things from happening or make things happen he is large and in charge yep yeah that's right Mm. and i i've changed my mind on this oh having heard the scriptures (laughs) i used to think that god is god knows what's going to happen but he he lets us play it out yeah he doesn't He's not in every little yeah. decision or every little toss of a coin. Whereas I think the Bible's much stronger than that. Mm. And so I've had to change my mind and go, oh, actually, no, if I toss a coin, God's in charge of whether it's heads or tails. Yeah. Or if if I've got two unicorses which I can choose, yeah. then I've got a genuine choice, but I'm going to do the one that God wants me to do. Mm. Which you know brings up other issues, but yeah. that's that's kind of the extent of yeah. God's sovereignty. We see it over creation; God creates all of the world. Uh, we see Him dire- all the way through the Bible. We see Him directing events so that the right outcome comes happens. So yeah. I'm thinking of the story of Joseph, where mm. all these bad things happen to Joseph, and there's there's uh, there's Drought, I was trying to think of the word. There's drought. <laughs> famine. And there's famine. Thank you, famine. Well, yes, both things. Yeah. <laughs> and one leading to the other. And But also, Joseph has hardships. We also has 
promotions and things and all of that was working towards him being in the right spot mm. in charge in Egypt so that they had enough food which the Israelites could then yeah. feed off and survive. Yeah. So God is providential mm. in all that happens. Yeah. And so what part of the Bible particularly was the one that kind of helped change your mind about God is actually in every decision rather than just kind of over the top of it all? What what really pushed you in that direction? I don't think it was one part. I think it was just looking at the scope of all that happened, mm. both in, again, like events like in Joseph that work its way out yeah. according to the will of God. And also things like I was reading in 2 Samuel, David had just defeated the Philistines. Mm. And all David's praise goes back to God. Yeah. And so he's not lauding his own achievement, even though he was the one who led the army to defeat mm. his enemies. But he gives all the credit to God, that God is the one who brought forth this victory. Yeah. And so all, all those little examples, they God is the one who is in charge of every yeah. little thing, also in all the big things. But particularly, I guess, when it comes to predestination, yeah. we need to see that God is in charge of our salvation. Yeah. God's not merely the means of our salvation, the one who provides a way for salvation yeah. through Jesus, but he's actually the one, the one who chooses who are saved. Yeah. So, for example, in Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1 is a, a grand chapter mm. looking at the sovereignty of God. Yeah. It says things like this. For he chose us in him, in Christ, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. Mm. So even before God had made the world, yeah. before there was anything God had chosen you and me and you at home if you're trusting in Jesus. He, he's chosen you mm. to be holy and blameless. Yeah. To be his. He predestined us to adopt us into... He, he always knew and had always chosen us that, okay, you're the one that I'm going to adopt. Yeah. And that's according to his will and it's to his glory, mm. for his glory. Yeah. So appreciation is ultimately kind of about the glory of God, I guess. Like it's for his glory that he chooses people to come to know him. Which it's got to be. If God is the one who deserves all glory, mm. he's got to be the architect of everything. Or yeah. The, the, the Lord of all. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be the one in charge of everything yeah. for him to be worthy of all this glory. Yeah. And so even over our salvation, he's got to be yeah. in charge and therefore his will is the one that has to happen and therefore he deserves all the glory for it. Mm. Kind of like it all circles into each other. Like he deserves glory because he's in charge. He's in charge, so he deserves all the glory mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why predestined is a such a grand doctrine mm. for God. It shows the power of God even over our salvation. Mm. And so for you and me and anyone else who puts their trust in Jesus, all glory be to God, mm. because he's the one who's provided a way for salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And has chosen us to receive that salvation. Mm. And so all our lives should be lived in praise to God. Mm. 
And I think this is where I find predestination actually quite a comforting mm. doctrine because when you think about it, it, it means that we can't mess up our salvation if God has chosen yeah. us. It's not under our responsibility to make ourselves saved, to choose Jesus necessarily. We'll get to our will in well, a minute. Mm. But, um, well, we need to, yeah, so we need to be careful what we say yeah. here. But, but we can at least have comfort that yeah. I'm, if God's chosen me, I'm adopted. Yeah. I'm saved. And I can't mess it up if God's yeah. chosen me. Yeah. He's chosen me. And that's, that's coming because right. I feel like I would mess it up if it was just <laughs> under my own command. Yeah. And how, of course, how do you know that you're chosen? Mm. Well, you, we'll get into it a little bit later, but well, if your faith is in Jesus Christ, if you yeah. trust in him for forgiveness, and if you are living with him as Lord, mm. not perfectly, of course, part of living with him as Lord is keep coming to him for yeah. in repentance and turning from sin. But if if you're living to please the Lord in all that you do, that's the marker of yeah. a saved, right. chosen Christian. Yeah, which is such a common question, I think, and predestination kind of fits into this, is how do I know, how do mm. I have confidence? If you believe in Jesus, you can have confidence because it means Jesus has chosen you. That's right. You wouldn't you wouldn't have faith in Jesus yeah. if God hadn't chosen you. Yeah. yeah. But how is that fair, Simon? Yeah. How is it fair? If God chooses some and not others. Yeah. I think when you... I think this one is the bit that's really hard for us humanly thinking to, to kind of process. And you kind of have to take a step back from thinking about things from an earthly perspective and really try and think about things from God's perspective. You know, we are all his created beings. And I think this is kind of picks up in Romans 9. Like he's the potter who's made all these things. And so isn't his prerogative to do with what he's created, what he desires. Like he can choose to do like an artist. You wouldn't say to an artist, oh, why do you choose to do that to your artwork? That's that's not fair. Why would you why would you paint that that way? Or why would you throw away that artwork? Or yeah, you know, why, why is why, that why, your favorite? Why would you keep that sculpture and yeah, check out the other one? Yeah. yeah. And so it's similar with God. He's in command of his creation. We are his created beings. Mm. Um, and so ultimately, it's for him to choose what he wants to do with us. And also, if you go back to the artwork analogy, imagine God had made seven sculptures. Mm. If those seven sculptures represent humanity, we're all deserving of being thrown out. Yeah. We were all rebellious and deformed and mm. sinful yeah that the the fairest thing for god to do is to throw them all out yeah yeah and we don't want to believe that which is why it's such a high yeah. doctrine yeah. we at our essence want to think that we are actually in some base level good yes that we actually aren't just in ourselves deserving of judgment naturally as what we are mm. but actually predestination is confronting because we actually have to say no, actually, we're all deserving of destruction. Mm -hmm. It's not um, unfair for God to send some people to destruction. It's actually crazy that God chooses some people to save. Right. Like we have to yeah. flip our logic yeah. to the other way that we normally think. Actually, it's crazy that God picks some people to keep. Yeah. Like we're all kind of trash, really. We're all yeah. sinful. We all deserve to be chucked out and punished. But actually, God picks some of us fallen broken artworks to keep and restore and make new and actually that's pretty staggering when you think about it in that that way yeah and that's you if your trust is in jesus you're that artwork that god is restoring back to his image in all holiness mm. that's amazing yeah god's predestination yeah but also 
there's another side. There is. There, you know, if, if it was all just up to God, uh, well, it is all up to God. Do we have any role to play at all? Yeah, it's a good question. Do we? Well, we've got to look at what the Bible says. Mm. What's the Bible? What's the Bible's presentation on this? Yeah. What, does the, what does God expect from us from the Bible? Yeah. And as we look at the Bible, God expects us to respond. Mm. He gives us responsibility to respond to the gospel and and so that's what we that's what we need to take on as our responsibility mm. so a lot of people say predestination is god sovereignty versus human freedom mm. i think freedoms in this regard freedom to do whatever we like is a yeah. is a trickier way to put things yeah but a clearer way from the bible is god holds us responsible for our yeah choices yeah and calls us to make the right choice mm. in following Jesus. Yeah. So, for example, in Acts chapter 2, Peter is in front of a Jewish crowd. Jesus has just died and resurrected. Yeah. And uh, through Peter's preaching, the people have been convicted of, oh, okay, we've just mm. killed the Messiah. We've <laughs> just crucified the Messiah yeah. here. We have done something Whoops. bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so they ask, what shall we do? Mm. So, you know, what's we're in trouble here. Can we do anything? Mm. Here's Peter's response. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So can you see there? You can see that there's a responsibility on us mm. to respond to the grace of God there. Yeah. And I think you even see that just through all of Paul's letters as well. The emphasis is not just on God has chosen us, but actually like we do have a genuine responsibility in our faith, even mm -hmm. when we've been chosen. Yeah. Like the Bible just doesn't throw out the idea that we have a responsibility to, to grow our faith, to do things that are helpful for our faith. Even once we've been chosen, we're given responsibility, which I think validates the idea that we do actually have some responsibility and part to play in how God works out this salvation picture like he doesn't just say i've picked you just lay back on the beach and don't think about and anything do yeah. but like actually we do have a responsibility in our faith in how it how we play that out totally and so that's kind of what we need to focus on in terms of our our action mm. we acknowledge the glory of god and his sovereignty in choosing us and we give him thanks and praise for that and find great comfort in that but now let's get knowing that Let's get on and act mm. as responsible Christians who, whom God has called to live a holy life. Yeah. Uh, the amazing thing as this verse goes on, it said, Peter says, The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord your God will call. Mm. So you've got the two aspects working together there. Repent and be baptized. You've got a responsibility to respond to the gospel. And this offer is for everyone whom the Lord will call. Mm. So God's going to be the one who calls us to accept that. Yeah. So from our perspective, okay, you need to respond. Mm. You need to make sure that you're right with God by putting your faith in Jesus and yeah. living a holy life. All the while knowing that God is sovereign, mm. he will make sure that if, if you're chosen, yeah. you'll not slip away. Yeah. And I think this is where people use the doorway analogy to try and like put together those two ideas that seem to contrast so much. You know, you kind of 
faith is like you look at the doorway and it's like I chose you walk through the doorway you look back and it says God chose me and I think that's that's the way people kind of think about trying to put those two things it seems so different together in one in one way um it's not a perfect analogy but I think in some ways it's sort of helpful to think about there's two two opposing sides that we're kind of looking at not opposing sides but Two perspectives. Two perspectives that we kind of have to try and hold together somehow with, you know, my knocking my knuckles together. Mm. Um, And they they do fit together. It just is complicated. Yes. The the combination of the two is described by J.I. Packer in a great book about this topic. Probably the best book to read if you want to read more. Mm. Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. He says about the two, the God's sovereignty and human responsibility, it's an antimony. So that's mm. the fancy word for two things that look yeah. contrasting, but actually it's together. Yeah. It's an antimony which we must accept for what it is and regard the apparent inconsistency as real. Mm. We must maintain with equal emphasis both the apparent conflicting truths in each case. Mm. Yeah. And I think in some ways this is just a big part of what the Christian life is like. There's so many points where you kind of have to hold two things together that are difficult but do work especially when we're looking at doctrine so when we think mm-hmm. about the trinity we ha- have to think about how they're they're kind of separate but also one mm-hmm. or you think about the humanity of jesus he's fully god but fully man like this kind mm-hmm. of un- uncomfortable truths that mm-hmm. hold together is a big part of when you're thinking about doctrine it's it's something you kind of have to get used to this almost cognitive dissonance of these two things they do work together and i understand both of them separately but putting them together is kind of the, the hard part for us as limited humans. And that's part of the glory of God. And yes, the, the finitude of us yeah. as humans, we don't, we can see things, we can, we can articulate mm. what the truth is here. It's just hard to yeah. put it all together in our brain that is sometimes satisfying for us. Yeah. And so the best approach is to go, okay, what does the Bible say? Mm. How do I respond to that? Yeah. And so the Bible says, God is sovereign. He will choose whom he wants to choose to his glory. And he holds us responsible to respond to his call to repent and believe. Mm. And so from our perspective, praise the Lord for his sovereignty and get on and take up your responsibility. Don't reject God's call, but accept his offer of forgiveness yeah. and live a life that pleases him. And I think, you know, when these things trouble you, the thing to come back to is the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. So I think when you kind of feel that dissonance really strongly and you're struggling with it, I think the ultimate thing to then return to is go, do I trust that God is good? Mm-hmm. In which case I can trust that this is good and that there is, there is a way that makes sense from God's goodness even if I can't fully understand it right now. So look at the goodness of God and go, no, I'll choose to trust God. (laughs) I'll choose to trust Um, in that because I know he is good. Yes. And so I will trust that even in the difficulty of putting this together. Yep. And take great comfort from this doctrine. It's a wonderful doctrine. Mm. Shows the glory of God. Shows what we need to do. But we can can trust God that he will choose us. Mm. He won't let us go if we're his. All right, well, now we are turning to the dreaded segment of the podcast. For some. For some. The favourite segment for others. I don't know if it's my favourite. It's up there, though. It certainly makes you feel good about yourself. No, that's a very wild assumption. <laughs> Based on how much you enjoy it? Well, no, I reckon, so it's blank space, by the way, if you haven't caught on, where we do Bible trivia. 
from the game called Revelation, the yeah. board game Revelation. And I, I reckon this is your time to shine, Simon. Go out on a high before you yeah. finish MTS. Or go out with a whimper. Look, it'll be one of those two, <laughs> won't it? But now's your chance. I think you've got, you know, a lot I've, of our listeners on your side. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone cheers for the underdog. Yes. I am the underdog, even though I've beat you twice at this game. Not on... Not on recording. Not <laughs> in pod form, and that's what matters. That's what's going to last. Yeah. Not quite into eternity, but for a long time. Yeah. Well, shall we see how we go? Yeah. Do you want to read first, or do you want to... No, you can ask first? me first. Okay, all right. So two questions. Yeah. We'd start with peoples and events. People and events? People, yeah, yeah, yeah. A events, minus, events a minus and places. point for being unsure of that answer. Events and places. <laughs> what was wrong with the water at Mara? <laughs> Great. Um, it was bitter. How did you know that? Because in Ruth, mm. Naomi does, says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because the Lord has made me very bitter. Ah! <laughs> and so you're correct. Yeah. This is your time, Simon. This yes. is your season. That was an answer from the Lord. I didn't know that. It just popped in my head. I was like, oh. I think bitter. <laughs> and speaking of, this is predestination at work here. Mm. Uh, speaking of, it's your time, word from the Lord. Yeah. You, this could be your year, your season to get easy questions. Here we go. What did Jesus say one must do to see the kingdom of God? Uh, I want to say repent and believe, but is that just John the Baptist, or does Jesus also say that? No, repent and believe. Simon! What? You must be born again. Uh, oh, I thought that was a giveaway question. Well, no. <laughs> well, obviously not. Because Jesus, Jesus says lots of things about the kingdom of God. Yes. But you see it through... Being born again, John three. Well, now well, I look silly because you thought that that was. Well, a... I don't aim to make you look silly. <laughs> you just do it anyway. No, it just happens. If a person's skin disease covered his whole body, he was pronounced unclean by the priest. True or false? I don't know how it can be false. True. It is false. <laughs> of course it is. I think it's like if it covers your whole body, it's like all of oh, you. Oh, you're all, all clean. Well, I don't know. Great. Leviticus, Leviticus 13, 13 is okay. the reference. I never knew. There you yeah. go. Not after a great start of the season. Yeah. Uh, Stephen appears in Acts for the first time in connection with which event? So he's obviously there for his stoning. I feel like he's there before Pentecost. Incorrect. The choosing of the seven. You know where the the apostles like we need to pick someone to wait. Oh table. yes, of course. Stephen, is, one Stephen. Of the seven. he is too. Yeah. Well, there you go. We both got obvious what answers wrong. <laughs> what is that? Go check, Simon. I am on one point. You are on no points. There you go. But there's a new underdog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still the overall underdog uh, though. Probably uh, the meta underdog. Look, yes. I was about to do a rugby league state of origin reference, but I won't get that's it. going to go over your head. So yeah, yeah. And also, aren't we sad about that? Because like, we won. No, but like you know, badly. the under New South Wales were the underdog. Yeah, and, and then they were Queensland smashed. have bumped over. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is like half time of the origin. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. Will I get fed up and not bother to watch the rest? <laughs> well, one seventh of your last podcasts are done, Simon. Yeah. Don't say things like that. <laughs> do you want me to cry in the recordings? <laughs> I mean, you probably do, actually. You think it'd be entertaining. 
<laughs> Another way Anton likes to make me look no, silly. I don't try, but it just happens. Anyway, that's predestination. Hope that was helpful for you, and I hope you walk in the comfort of God's choice of you in particular yeah. for salvation and respond with being born again or faith <laughs> <laughs> with, with Thanksgiving. <laughs> If you've made it through this episode, you were predestined to by God. Isn't that lovely? That is lovely. And we'll see if you tune in for next week. If you're predestined next week. We can only know in hindsight. What's coming up next week, Simon? Next week, we're looking at the Trinity. I feel like massively complicated one, but one we don't necessarily expect to be as complicated as he is. Like, it's, it's complicated. It is complicated. You'll see. You thought predestination was hard. Tune in next week. It'll be great. Get to (laughs) talk about God. Excellent. See you then.